We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this episode of Drinks with Binks, we're putting it on ice with two-time Olympic medalist for USA Hockey, current analyst for NBC Sports and MSG Networks, AJ Molesko. We chat about why Islanders fans consider themselves underdogs despite having a good team, what kind of pressure she has being the first woman to commentate on an NHL playoff game, and how much she hates Canada. No, honestly, she hates Canada. I thought she was going to body check me through the screen. But hey, we both now live in the land of the free home of the brave and what does that mean we're sipping on margaritas mama this is drinks with binks Hey guys, welcome on into Drinks with Banks. I'm Julie Stewart Banks. You know the show. We get to chat with some of the biggest and best names in sports and pop culture over a beverage of their choice, which is sort of just like a glorified Zoom happy hour. And today's guest, I'm very excited to have her on because I met her seven years ago at the Olympics in Russia, of all of places. And she is a, a former hockey player, not for the country that I came from, but for the country that we live in right now. She is the esteemed two-time Olympic medalist, now current analyst for NBC Sports and MSG Networks. We've got AJ Mlesko here on the show today. Thank you so much for joining us, AJ. We know you have been so busy, and we thought we would get you on while you were so, so, so busy to have a drink with us here today. Thank you for having me. My pleasure, and I'm just glad that we did it. We were trying to find a time, right? I'm just glad we did it in the evening so that the drink of my choice was not going to be coffee, which is another one of my favorites, but that we actually could go with a margarita. Oh, yes. So we have a, we have, tell us what we've got. We've got a copper mug, but it is a margarita. It's a little, yeah, we actually, maybe that's what we can do is we can come up with a name for it. So, so margarita, but I also add a little mint. So maybe there's a little mojito um, feeling to it. And then you put it in a mule mug. So, you know, just, just, I think the copper mugs look cool. Yeah, it's our our Moscow Marg and that fits because we met in Russia. So there you go. that it just all, it's all coming full circle. And what are we toasting to today, AJ? Um, oh, what are we toasting to today? Um, we're toasting, I think, probably that we made it through a really, really tough year. Hockey's back. It looks different. But cheers to 2021 getting bit better and brighter than what we've gone over the last 12 or 13 months. How about that? Too yeah, loose or is get, that okay? Can we drink it that? Can't get any worse than it has been. Exactly. <laughs> cheers, cheers, AJ. <laughs> It has been a year. AJ, you know, we've, um, 
we've seen you cover so many different levels of hockey, different various areas of hockey, and we'll get into Olympics and all that kind of stuff later. But you're doing NHL. We've got the NHL back. You mentioned how hockey is different, especially with the pandemic. First, just just how have you how has it been just even broadcasting the NHL, let's start with, from maybe your home or a rink or wherever you end up doing it from? Uh, so I've done all of the above, um, and it is different, yes. And I'm the one, I think, silver lining of the pandemic for me, and I think for many people, is an appreciation level for the fact that hockey's back, or sports are back, and we as fans, those of us that work in the sports media, but also fans can just watch the game, right? It stinks that there, the arenas aren't full of crazy screaming fans. It stinks that we can't be in the arena to call games as often as we usually are. But at the end of the day, the guys are back on the ice playing, the girls are back on the ice playing, and we get to enjoy that. So for me, I did start back um, in uh, or no, I guess August of 2020. I went through the playoff run, and I was in Stamford, Connecticut, working with NBC, mm. calling it off a monitor in a, we call it our, our padded room, because it's these soundproof booths that, and I've got, you know, my, um, the play-by-play is through a glass there, so we're separate, but we can sort of make funny faces at each other. And and the funniest thing is we actually have cameras on us so our producers can see us when we're in the booth or not, so it's it's really off-putting. It feels like there's just cameras everywhere. Um, and, and <laughs> yeah, that me, sounds I, sort of like almost like a horror movie in a way. It's like <laughs> you have to be in this glass case of emotion while calling this game, but um, and, obviously. Yes, it is safe. not. And, you know, just calling it off a monitor is hard from a, from the emotion perspective, keeping emotion in your voice and the excitement and the enthusiasm, but also just from the an actual, actual X's and O's, I don't get to choose what I look at. So yeah. I can't see, you know, little things like when they pull the goalie or if the ref calls a penalty, I see a play and I think maybe it should be a penalty and maybe it was, but maybe it wasn't. So, you know, it's hard for me to say that stuff or if somebody comes, you know, a long stretch pass, I don't know where that person came from. So, you know, the camera operators are obviously more important in terms of which angles they choose in the directors in the production room. but. That's a challenge um, for the for MSG. I was in the Manhattan studios um, mm-hmm. for the summer run too, and then now I'm either in in the Coliseum on Long Island, um, nice. in Stanford with NBC, or sitting in this chair right now watching the game through Zoom and trying to con- <laughs> trying to talk to my producer about what what I want to talk about in the intermission. So it's wow. um, again the commute's easy. And usually I got the Zoom tuxedo, right? I'll have like a nice top and I'll be wearing like my pajamas and and slippers. So there's some bonuses to it, um, but it's not ideal. So this month, actually, I'm starting to get back in the arenas. Um, I've got a couple games in in Tampa and Colorado. So much better. That will be, that will just feel like a new day, right? Just like you, you kind of, um, it's not that we take it for granted, but it's like, oh, wow, the ability to go back and be able to do this in person is just going to feel so good. And with the playoffs looming, we also have the NHL trade deadline looming. Who do you see um, as we look toward those, uh, those, those very important games as being a team that's going to make a splash, but also maybe that team could be the same as one that goes on? Who do you think is going to really take hold of the reins and go forward as we finish the season. I always find the trade deadline interesting because I've been told by people, oh, you're in this game. So do you have any idea, any um, aspirations to get into management? I don't, zero. Like the way GMs think is so beyond the way my brain thinks. I like to analyze what's in front of me. So when I look mm-hmm. at like a Lou Lamorello at the Islanders and what he's looking for, I mean, I know what he's, he's looking for a goal scorer, but he, what, what does it work? What the business side of it is, is the part that eludes me. So, okay, it's easy enough to say, okay, go get Kyle Palmieri. 
bring them in. Well, what's it going to cost you? Right. And so that whole side of it, I find after the fact, I like to look back because then I feel smarter. I don't like to project. Well, this is interesting because it is so much of just balancing with the cat. And, and so then it's more of a numbers game versus like what you're seeing is, is good, bad, objective right in front of you. Uh, we have a whole lot more we want to get to with AJ Lesko on the other side of this. We got time. We got space. We got drinks. We got banks. Stick with us. Hi, it's Linda Cohn. I can't believe it. I had drinks with Binks. Coffee, no alcohol, no Kahlua in it. You know, it's daytime, uh, maybe if it was at night. But anyway, that's for another time, another day, post-pandemic. What an honor. Wait till you watch this. Hey guys, welcome back to Drinks with Binks. I'm JSB. We've got AJ Mlesko here, who is a two-time Olympic medalist for Team USA Hockey and current analyst for NBC Sports and MSG Networks. And for MSG, you do a lot of Islanders games. You mentioned what Lou Lamorello is looking for, goal score. Uh, that goal score is in Toronto now, as we are always reminded by Islanders fans never letting go of the fact that John Tavares was part of their team. What is it about Islanders fans that makes them have this like shell that they're always like this underdog while their team is very good and always in the mix? Yeah, you know, it is really interesting. It is a, it's a grittiness. It's like uh, the Islanders fans are so awesome and loyal and loud and I mean, it, it, <laughs> they I wouldn't really use are. those it's, words necessarily, but yes, go on. <laughs> and I was actually at the game. I worked the game at the Coliseum when Tavares returned. Um, what was that? 2019, probably January, February. And uh, I was staying at the same hotel as the Leafs. And I was, it was, oh it was interesting. I felt like it was, um, it was like a social experiment just watching how angry they were. And by the way, how well the Islanders had done that year. Barry Trotz yeah, had come good. in, Lamarillo. Right, and so they had come in and been better, actually, than they were before, and yet yeah. people could not let go. And I was with um, Ray Ferraro, actually, was doing the game uh, for Sportsnet or so, whoever was airing it, anyway, somebody, and we were in between the benches together, and we were laughing so hard. So he's married to my, for my former teammate, Cami Granato. I know him very well. He's a, just a hair shorter than I am. So every time that people started throwing stuff, he would he just said, that's all right, I'll just hide. You, you can protect me. I was like, oh, thanks a lot, guys. Such a, such a gentleman. Anyway, it was a really, really loud, crazy game. And, um, you know, I don't know. It's this underdog mentality that they love. And somebody last year on Twitter did not like when I said that, that I was – it sounded like I was disparaging Islanders fans. And I'm not. I actually think that's such a good – they, they, I feel like they embrace it. They mm. love being the underdogs. Whereas the Islanders went to the Eastern Conference Finals in 2020, in 2020. Right now, they've been at the top of the East, right? They've been in the top three or two or three of the, um, the, the whole league for a while. And yet they're still sort of, people do, um, they underestimate them. And so I think that it frustrates Islanders maybe when the national media underestimates them. But I also think secretly as a whole, they, they dig it. Let's get back to you and what you've done with your career um, you are the first woman to have commentated on an NHL playoff game. When you hear that statement, how does it make you feel? Um, uh, I'm, I'm proud, I guess, but also um, maybe frustrated that it took this long because I know there are so many great women that are doing this job now, especially. But I mean, 
Cassie Campbell Pascal has been doing a great job for years and years and years. Um, she and I hated each other for a really long time, and we're now begrudgingly we're friends. And it's it was actually we joke around about it now, but it was in Vancouver at the Olympics that we'd eat at the same commissary, and we were sort of both of us were just didn't want to be next to each other, and uh, we got everyone was making fun of us, and then finally we started started chatting, chatting, and through the years we we laughed about it. We're like we really truly I didn't like her, I didn't think she was, I just didn't think she was a nice person, and now I'm I was proven wrong. She is, she's great, and now we. We share a lot. She's, you know, a mentor, and we we spend quality time together. But I will say that what? How do I feel about that? Um, I'm proud to have been one of the first to walk through that door, and I'm hoping that not only that door stays open, that the door just knocks down. Uh, it just shouldn't shouldn't be there. If if somebody, male, female, whoever, is good enough to be there, then they are. Um, I do feel pressure though, in a weird way, that I don't want a job because. I'm a first or a woman or because they're trying to check a box. Um, and I know some people think that's probably why I'm, I'm here and I'm doing what I'm doing. So I feel that pressure to put in extra work and make sure that I, I deserve it, that I've earned the chances that I've, get, I've gotten and to then continue to earn more. Well, you certainly earned them. Uh, I mean, you are a U.S. Hockey Hall of Famer, and you've uh, you've proven it on the ice. You've proven it on the air. And I do. I will get into the little Cassie story later on. Um, but for you, like, what's different now about being a woman and commentating on a game versus when you first started? Um, you know, I think now there are more women uh, involved, so it's not quite as shocking. Um, with the Islanders, Shannon Hogan and I and uh, Jen Bottrell before the borders closed were, the, were an all-female panel. So that was unique. Uh, that is unique along the league. But if you go down a lot of the teams on the regional broadcast, there are a lot of women that are reporters, that are hosts. There are not a lot of women who are analysts. And so we could probably mm -hmm. name on, you know, one, maybe two hands, the female analysts that are out there. Um, and that's because women's hockey is still a young sport, right? So those of us that played at a high level, there's just not as many of us as there are on the men's side. Um, but I think I'm hopeful that there's going to be more play-by-play -play women because to me, that's if you look at the play-by-play, -play, those are not former athletes. Those are typically, I mean, they might be former athletes. They're not former NHL players. They're not right. men that have played in the league that have an expert expertise to analyze the game. It's a learned mm -hmm. skill. It's a and it's a hard skill. I couldn't do it. I'm not minimizing it at all. But it's something that you practice and you have timing. So I think that that's where I, I hope that young girls out there will aspire to do that. I think the hard part is that there are people that are not trying to be rude, but they will say it's just weird to hear a female voice talking about hockey. And so to that, I, I think that's getting better, I think, because I don't hear it quite as much. Um, but that's the difference is I just don't get the same. I mean, people don't like me. Don't get me wrong. I, I have plenty of people that don't like me on social media, especially. But it's it's like less. the nicest person ever <laughs> but it's but, you know some people just don't want to see just don't want to see women doing it and, and no I yeah i that. agree i but agree I and they it, do i think it's yeah. less that's what i think maybe is different and I'll, i will say because i've been around and because i've worked on the national stage with nbc the players people recognize me see i get a little they're sort of like a, okay it's she's done this before she belongs here it's not 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 necessarily the new kid anymore so I think that there are more women, so it's, we're getting there. One of my favorite stories, right. actually, before we move on, though, is when I did do that first playoff run, Emily Kaplan from ESPN did an interview, did a piece on me, and she asked Nick Benino, who was playing for the Preds at the time, what he thought. There's a woman doing first-time women's in the booth for a playoff game, and his response was great. It was along the lines of, I don't know why that's a story. It's 20, whatever year it was. He's like, it's about time. Should this have already happened? Mm -hmm. And it was just such a perfect response 
that I want to normalize this stuff and not celebrate it anymore. Right, exactly. And that's why I asked you just like hearing that statement, because um, you, you almost don't want it to be that big of a deal, because that means then you are the only one. It is about your gender. And it's like when there's more of us, it's less about our gender and more about our skills and abilities and, and, and it being, as you said, normal. So we have a lot more we want to get to. We do have to go to break, but more on the other side with AJ and Lesko when we return on Drinks with Binks. I'm Jocelyn and I'm Monique and we are the Lamoureux Twins and we, we just had drinks with Binks. Hi guys, welcome on back to Drinks with Binks. I'm JSB joined by U.S. Hockey Hall of Famer AJ Molesko and we were just talking about women in hockey and of course you are coming off of doing the Isabel Cup with the NWHL on NBCSN. And it is, as a viewer, it's interesting really seeing there's the NWHL and then there's the PWHPA, and we had the Lamaru twins on who talked about that. But I, you know, I find it confusing. Like, I don't really know where the future is going. And if you can help enlighten me on that, that would be great. So to me, it's really frustrating because you have great players on both sides, the top players really at the PWHPA, but you have these NWHL players that are putting a tremendous amount into it. They're full-time jobs, still trying to make it work. Uh, the league put this bubble together up in Lake Placid that ended up having to be postponed, and then they played in Boston. But as a fan of this game and as somebody who is so desperate to see women's hockey succeed and push the needle forward, and understand that we need patience, but just to keep taking steps forward, I, I think this controversy is really bad for the sport. That's my opinion. I'm not involved with either entity. I'm not involved on any level with them. Um, I just think that they, I, I'm so optimistic that they will come together at some point uh, as a merger, not necessarily join, one join the other or the other. You know, it's to me, come together as a merger, figure it out. And whether next year is going to be the Beijing Olympics, so the top players will be traveling around preparing for that. The next season to me is mission yeah. critical. Get something going with all of these players that are willing and able and excited about women's hockey. Does that help? Yeah, because it's, it, yeah, it's, I mean, well, it's just because it's, you don't see professional leagues that have two leagues in them. And then it's, it does, it, it confuses it for, you know, it bastardizes it because you have both of them competing against one another. And well, so and, and they say they're not get involved. They say they're not competing, but you can't help but feel like they are. And they, it is a little adversarial. Right. And, and unfortunately, because women's hockey is still in its infancy, I mean, I guess I played 22 years ago, so it's, I guess we're in toddlerhood now. I don't know, but we're still in the very early stages of the sport. There isn't the depth for this, and there isn't the, you know, you need all these awesome athletes together playing and competing. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, and there's a lot more we could get into on that, but I have to ask you before our time is up about Canada-USA rivalry. How much do you hate Canada? Well, I mean... When you asked me to come on the show, I said, "Can I mean she's Canadian? I don't I don't talk to Canadians. I just don't do it. It's it's against it's against what I believe in." Um, no, I I really matured. But then actually. you were like, "Oh, she's a green card holder, so it's sort of like a little no." And bit then of you both. then you said we're gonna have drinks, so I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm an easy like, sell." Okay. Um, so you know, I will say that I have matured um, a lot, and I can now. Before I really get into this, though. I, it was a serious rivalry when I played. It was a very serious rivalry. I mentioned Cassie earlier. She had, would, she thought our coach wouldn't allow us to ride in an elevator with them. And I had to tell her it wasn't our coach. We chose 
not to. We all stay in the same hotels. So the elevator doors open, Canadians on the elevator. I stand there, I let the doors close. See you later. I'm going to get the next one. Like just didn't want to be around each other. With that said, on a serious note, this PWHPA, the NWHL, this whole world of women's hockey right now, they are pushing the needle forward by collaborating across the borders. And it's so impressive to me because I don't think we would have been, I don't think we would have been able to do it. Our rivalry was so heated mm-hmm. and was so, the, I mean, it was so great because it pushed the sport to new levels and we pushed each other so much. But um, yeah, I mean, my my kids and husband at one point thought I was, they're like, it's almost, you're like prejudiced. Like it's actually sort of, you're not really that nice about Canadians. So I've, I've grown I'm, up. You know, I'm glad you, I mean, I'm just glad you admit it because I feel as though there's probably a lot of people out there who feel the same way as you. And you are not joking when you say you hated Canadians. I was like, oh, ha, ha. And I'm like, oh yeah, she's oh, definitely for real on oh. that. But it well, was it, like that, like the Haley Wickenheiser era, the fact that Canada's just dominated you guys, the Olympics, like sure, last year, 20 years between Olympic golds. It's a long time. We still have the first ever first ever gold medal ever awarded in women's hockey. I, I was thinking that. I was like, outside. AJ's going to think that like the rivalry is on her side because she was number one with that. But then it's it leveled itself out in the way that it that the cream rose to you know to the top. So, um, yeah. but no, it's a great rivalry. <laughs> it is it is a great rivalry. And now I can say that one of the things that's really hard, I mean, in broadcasting, I've had to be right down the middle, right? And so I, I can appreciate the, the talent and the skill on both sides. And I can, somehow I can call that game pretty much down the middle. Um, after the women won in Pyeongchang, though, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, the camera guy behind nope, me. I missed that game. Yeah. <laughs> the camera guy behind me on his iPhone was taking a picture of the last of Megan Augusta going down on Matty Rooney and the celebration, but he gets me jumping like a crazy person in front of him silently because I have a live mic and Kenny's talking and going on, but I'm jumping around and I was like, oh, I guess I wasn't quite as unbiased as I prided myself on being. No <laughs> I, one is, it, I feel like when it comes to country, club and country, like no one is, is unbiased when it comes to country. Like it's just, it's, you know, I saw the, you know, the U.S. soccer, I remember, and Canada soccer. It's like I've worked at all those different places, seen that. We've we've seen it all. It's just like it's where you're from, where you're born. You call the game, but you still have that feeling, right? Like you're, you're not going to you're not going to not have that ever. That's why I will yeah. never become an American citizen, no matter long, how long I live. I'm joking. I'm not going to say that. You know what? I, you know uh, why I'm you're not... okay? You know why you're okay is because you may have been born Canadian, but you choose to live in the U.S. So you're smart. Right? Oh, so you shit. can't help where, you, where you're born. You just... Getting me there, yeah, I know. You know, it is, you know, and to be Canadian, like, it, that is a very fair point. I will, like, be, I'm like, yeah, it's a good, it's a great country. You know, free healthcare and all that jazz, winning hockey teams for the most part, but um, America has uh, the USDs. USDs beat CAD any day of the week. <laughs> all right, we got to go to break like 100 years ago because my producer, my American producer, so you'll be happy about that one, uh, wants me to, and we'll have a whole lot more with AJ on drinks and things after this. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the Cooligans. Hello, I'm Christian. I'm Alexis. Okay, we are two stand-up comedians, and we host uh, the funniest soccer show you've ever seen. That's right. We love talking about soccer. We're wild. We're silly. We have no idea what we're doing, but it's a fun ride. And we're on Fubo every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. That's right. Fubo Sports Network. Do it. (laughs) 
Subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube page for clips and full episodes. Follow us at Fubo Sports on all social media channels. Also available in podcast form wherever you find your favorite pods. We have had an awesome time drinking and banking here with AJ and Lesko. And, you know, we might have gotten a little heated rivalry there, but then I showed her my Harvard hockey puck and we are friends now again, obviously. Um, but AJ, where can we all find you next? Um, well, I will ha- I, games coming up. I got an Islander game coming up, I think Thursday. So MSG networks for those in that area, NBC sports, I got some games and I don't know when my, I don't have my schedule in front of me. So that's higher math that I plan about a day in advance. Um, I've actually had a lot of fun though. In the last couple of months, my teammate, Cami Granato, who many people know, captain of, our, of those two teams I played on, she and I have started a new podcast called On the Bus with Cammie and AJ. So check it out. Maybe Love we'll have it. to have you on as a guest. So then I get to ask you the questions. That's what okay, we should great. do. I'll have my Canada stuff ready yeah. to go for that. <laughs> we I actually got had two we... Americans, two on one. I'm like, oh God, I'll give yeah, up a no, puck we, real we... easy. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll keep, we'll, well, no, we'll give you the heavy, heavy hitting questions. Um, so that's fun. Um, yeah, On the Bus with Cammie and AJ. So we, we have had a lot of fun having some great guests and um, social media, that's where you and I, we were saying before the show started, there's a lot of negativity on social media, but you and I met seven years ago and have stayed in touch on Twitter and everything. Mm-hmm. So on Twitter, it's tough to find me though, because I use my whole name and Malesko is really hard to spell. But if you can spell it, it you can find me. So I'm just at AJ Malesko, both Instagram and Twitter. Yep, if you can spell that, guys, then you will be able to find her on social media. And if you like this show with AJ, and again, thank you so much for joining us here today. We have lots of other hockey guests on our platform at Fubo Sports on YouTube. We had Brian Burke, the Lamaroo Twins, Anson Carter, Eddie O. We got everyone. So make sure you follow us there. And until next time, bottoms up, bitches. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.